and champion aka the nigga lip master bringing you yet another episode of switches sites episode 144 44 144 um today's date is uh march 10th 2022 this time is going it's going it really is um for those that don't know switch Sites podcast is a solo video game podcast where i talk about just that um yeah uh let's see uh the world is still horrible um very important update um kim kardashian talking about people can't <laughs> What did she say? She said something about people. Uh, people don't know how to work anymore, or something like that. But you was born in the you was born in the in the richness. How does that? How does that work? Not paying people for internships, doing internships to get people to work for you for free. But I digress. Anyway. Uh, keeping it in the video game realm. Um, interesting stuff, uh, popped off this week. State of play came out of nowhere. We definitely have a lot of discuss about that. Uh, Evo 2022 games being announced. Um, there's a whole thing within that. Um, so you know what, you know what? Let's stop the dilly dallying and get right into it. Uh, first topic of discussion. First topic. If I can get my codes in. Excuse me. That's not the first topic. What am I doing? What am I doing? Uh, March 2022 PlayStation State of Play uh, dropped um, some interesting uh, announcements. Um, you know what? We just going to trickle through them. Uh, first is a Diofield Chronicle. Um, <laughs> this this feels like the the what is it? The 
state of play of Mr. X, if anything. Um, just in, in no particular order, uh, the Diophil Chronicle, which at least at first glance, I think everybody, including myself, was thinking uh, it was Final Fantasy Tactics, which is one of the most, I'd say, renowned uh, non-canonical uh, Final Fantasy games. Uh, that would totally make sense to be remade, but, um, of course it was not, uh, it's the Diophil Chronicle. So I believe this is a totally original IP. Um, I thought it interchanged with, uh, Valkyrie Elysium, which is what I think they showed right after. It seemed like they were two separate games, but, um, I guess that's the case. Let me, let me refresh my memory real quick just to be sure. So this is the dial field chronicle. Huh? That's weird. So yeah, I guess they're two totally separate games. So the Diophil Chronicle is just its own turn-based strategy game. That's not Final Fantasy Tactics by Square. And then there's a separate game called Valkyrie Elysium, which is a uh, more of an action RPG kind of like, I guess, at least recently coming to memory tales of arise or something like that. It feels like, so, uh, I guess I'm not too versed on the Valkyrie series. Uh, apparently this is a long going series with square Enix. Let me do a quick look up Valkyrie game series. Oh, so there's Valkyria Chronicles, which I'm familiar with that. Uh, Valkyria Revolution, Valkyria. Yeah. Okay. So Val, so it's Chronicles Revolution. And at least the most current mainline thing is the Chronicles, which is at least so far one through four. So that's where this deviates off of, it seems like. So didn't really grab me, but, um, I mean, Hey, if uh, they say is good, I might, I might bite, uh, returnal ascension. So basically DLC for returnal. Apparently this is free DLC, which is even better. Um, so, <laughs> so for those that beat re returnal, well, it's time to return again <laughs> with a buddy this time, because they did also announce co-op, um, and a new area for returnal. Uh, very curious how co-op mode works. I have a lot of questions considering the layout of, uh, the single player, uh, mode for this game. Um, yeah, I guess I'm just curious, like, do you share, I forgot what the mechanic was. Do you share, uh, adrenaline in terms of like, I think adrenaline was the mechanic where if you kill, um, however many enemies without getting killed or kill, uh, however many enemies without taking damage. If you, um, 
if you uh, get that, that um, you would then uh, get like stat boosts. Like I think extra damage, faster fire rate and stuff like that. I would assume you probably, <laughs> probably share, you probably share uh, adrenaline. I would guess that that would make, man, that would make things even more heated. Like you playing with a buddy and you know, <laughs> your buddy got hit. Damn man. We had like five plus five adrenaline. What the hell? No, man. You, if you didn't, cause you wasn't helping me. And then, you know, a uh, whole argument comes out of that. Not friends anymore. It's just all bad. <laughs> it's like <laughs> 10 years down the line. What happened, man? Hey man, it all started with Returnal. So we can blame Returnal for uh, future friendships being severed. That's, 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 that's the biggest takeaway from this announcement. <laughs> Returnal, uh, hurting friendships. Um, this game is pretty, pretty difficult. I have to admit, you know, as somebody who's playing like the dark souls and all that is, is pretty, is pretty difficult. I must admit. I'm curious to see how, uh, this does play with the, um, yeah, just a lot of questions about co-op. Very curious how, like, what are the dynamics? Do you share health? Do you revive? Um, it's a lot of questions. This is going to be pretty dope to see. Uh, I will say to see, um, uh, games done quick, uh, to see people, do a co-op speed run. That's going to be pretty dope to watch. So, uh, what the next one is, I think summer's game, summer games done quick. So, uh, I think this is coming out later this month. I think at the end of this month, it's a uh, drop into. So, um, but they did say, yeah, new area as well as a, I believe a survival type mode that is like literally endless and, you know, survive how long you can. So, that's going to be also fun to watch people better than me, um, just obliterate this game. Um, but yeah, very, a lot of questions, a lot of questions. It, I would assume the co-op mode is online as well, but it seemed like they didn't really reveal all that information, but I'm looking forward to it. Free, free to gotta love it. Uh, <laughs> They, they've been showing a couple of uh, games that are coming out. Like they showed a bit of Ghostwire Tokyo, a little bit more of it. Um, for Spoken, they showed a little bit more about this. As well as uh, they announced, I think recently, that this game is getting delayed to October uh, 2022. So, and of course, the game, the meme, meme generator of all meme generators, it feels like. Uh, Stranger Paradise Final Fantasy Origin. Um, it is coming out, damn, like next week, I think. So that is uh, gonna be interesting. Um, I mean, all this time could be used for other stuff, but I digress. Um, Gundam Evolution, this came out of nowhere. Uh, so at least I didn't know it's free to play, but apparently it's free to play multiplayer shooter set in Gundam universe. Um, interesting. Yeah, I was, I was definitely captivated by just the, <laughs> of course, me being a first person shooter fan, but in a Gundam, the Gundam universe where, you know, each Gundam has their particular perks, kind of like, uh, 
the Gundam versus games, which at least uh, my friends put me on. But very curious to see how this is going to play. Um, they, they definitely show like some objective modes and stuff like that. But um, this is going to be pretty interesting. I'm definitely I'm interested to say the least. So Gundam first person shooter free to play Gundam universe. I'm into it. Uh, additionally, out of nowhere, uh, T I did not see this coming at all. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the, um, Cowabunga collection, uh, 13 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle games from 18 bit to 16 bit consoles, uh, releases the handheld games to arcade classics, uh, coming out later in 2022. The list of games, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Arcade, uh, Turtles in Time Arcade, uh, the NES version of uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, TMNT 2, the arcade game on, that's weird, I guess they just, all right, on uh, Nintendo, um, TMNT 3, the Manhattan Project on, uh, from the NES uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Tournament Fighters for the NES. That's the thing too. I think they have like pretty much literally all the versions of it. So you got, of course, one of the one of the better uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle games, uh, Turtles in Time, uh, I believe, which is the port from the arcade game to Super Nintendo. Uh, Hyperstone Heist for the Sega Genesis uh, Tournament Fighters. Um, that's also Genesis, the super Nintendo version. So there's multiple versions of these games as well, which is pretty damn dope. Um, follow the foot clan for the game boy. I never even heard of that. And pretty much all these other two other game boy games back from the sewers, radical rescue. That is a lot of damn value for, I think the price, I don't even think they revealed the price yet, but for 40, probably $40. That's a pretty good proposal. I have to say just as a fan of the beat em up games, um, in of itself, that's, that's what got, has me sold. And then they also have each different version, the Sega Genesis versions, as well as the super Nintendo versions. And in, at least in this case, I don't even know they ha had made a NES version of tournament fighters. Uh, they have like literally all versions of, of all, uh, majority of these games that did release multi-platform at the, at the time, uh, Xbox PC and switch as well as a uh, PlayStation. Um, oh, they did, they did confirm with physical boxes as well. So that's cool. I thought they weren't going to do that. It seemed like they would just go digital and let a uh, limited run games do his thing, make it, uh, uh, physical and collectors and ultimate, <laughs> what, they, what would they call it? Uh, turtle power edition or a uh, Kawabunga edition. Well, I guess because Kawabunga is already in the title, it probably wouldn't, that'd be redundant. It'd probably be Ninja Turtles, the Kawabunga collection, <sighs> turtle power edition. That, that, that makes the most sense. If I was, um, in marketing, uh, that's what I would do. Uh, Gigabash. Uh, which I think is a spiritual successor to the War of the Monsters games uh, back in the PS2 era. Um, 
So that's pretty dope. I'm interested in that. Uh, Jojo's Bizarre Adventure All-Star Battle. I gotta do it. <laughs> Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. All-Star Battle R. Alright. My mics are not cooperating with me today. It's okay. Um. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought. Because this, uh, I think, originally came back or released on the PlayStation 3 back in 2013. But this is a... Um, I guess plus version where they added a uh, um a lot of characters apparently. It was previously 32 but now it's 50. Damn, 50 playable characters. That's a that's a lot of JoJo. <laughs> that's a lot of JoJo one. That's a, <laughs> probably like what um <laughs> half of it is like <laughs> every deviation of Dio possible. <laughs> Watch it be when they release it. It's going to be have like, uh, Dio, uh, Dio angry, Dio happy, um, uh, Dio elated, (laughs) Dio, Dio, sad Dio, (laughs) just all various states of Dio. No, I'm gonna call it right now. I'm gonna call it right. (laughs) That's how they, that's how they cop out. They copped out by just having way more versions of Dio because they know us as Jojo fans would eat it up. But I digress. <laughs> As a JoJo fan, I, I'm definitely looking forward to that, though. Having also never playing the PS3 version either. So all the more um, interest in me to play that, too. Trek to Yomi, uh, which is like a samurai, um, old school uh, samurai film. Old, it feels like um, looking pretty dope. Uh, this is like a side scrolling, uh, samurai slasher. At least that's the vibe I got, but it seems to be pretty accurate. So, um, looking pretty good. I'm definitely, I'll definitely pick that up for sure. Uh, but let's, let's talk about the, just the huge ass elephant in the room when it comes to a certain game that, uh, started this whole, uh, event they, they, they talk with Capcom and I was like, you know what? This is, this is a great game to start off with, Whew, man. I'm going to try to contain myself, but man, I don't, I have a, I have a lot to say about this damn game. So start of the, uh, state of play got, got, uh, we got this trailer, you know, it looked very futuristic. Then we see uh, dinosaurs falling from the sky, apparently. And they're like, oh, dinosaurs. And then, hmm, this is interesting. And then I was, at least first personally, I was thinking, could this be EDF 6? I think they might have showed gameplay of EDF 6 already, but I was like, I don't know. Maybe this is something EDF related. Because that's the only mind space I could think of in like a dystopian, uh, you know, dilapidated new world and uh you know these large monsters like they've done bugs i'm curious maybe i guess they're just gonna move to dinosaurs but then like shortly after they say uh made by capcom i was like oh shit because this be this has to be dino crisis it has to be could be no other game um then you know you start seeing the dinosaurs and then you see of course, a red haired woman, 
a red haired white woman who, of course, um, has a very obvious uh, similarity to Regina of who's the main character of the Dino Crisis games. And yeah, so it's like, okay, this is Dino Crisis. All right. I guess they're staying with the, you know, futuristic motif, I guess. Uh, All right. Then it just started deteriorating more and more as the trailer kept playing. It was like a team of these, you know, misfit uh, futuristic people battling these dinosaurs. And then uh, it looks looked to be like a PVE kind of horde based game with just with dinosaurs. Um, Then towards the end, you get Exo Primal. And man, just the wave of emotions this trailer conveyed. Uh, Just, 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 just horrible. Especially like talk about a scenario where you like, you should read the damn room. Capcom of all people who has shown history of reviving certain IPs and franchises. Of course, considering the immense success of one of their most popular games in their portfolio, which is definitely, um, well, I guess more recently Monster Hunter, but of course the always consistent mainstay, which is a uh, been resident evil, which Dino crisis was basically kind of like somewhat of a deviation off of. And you have, you, you decide that, you know what, uh, people really are wanting and clamoring for Dino crisis remake dino dino survival horror um as has been very dormant for too long jurassic jurassic park is making a comeback maybe we should uh we should get in on this train of dinosaurs and horror capcom's like no no we good we just gonna make a we gonna make a dino a dino related dino related, but not, 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 uh, dino crisis is all not no relation to dino crisis. We have a red haired, uh, protagonist from, from the dino crisis games. She looks very similar to Regina, but it's not Regina. It's, it's, uh, this is, this is a new IP. This is not dino crisis. It's not dino crisis. The game that like literally almost everybody, would want to see come back is um sexo primal it's it's a new ip by the same people that made dino crisis so <sighs> yeah that just 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 get um, who read read the room is some is somebody at Capcom reading the room? Is somebody at Capcom even listening to feedback? I mean, first it was first it was Resident Evil Four remake over Coveranaga, which I can kind of get to some very loose extent considering that Resident Evil Four is one of the most successful games of of a uh, Capcom's um, lineage of games, but. Okay, I give you a little bit of that, but to just stomp on the face of one of, I'd say, uh, most cultivating franchises that, I mean, understandably failed at the, with the third game, uh, 
but could definitely be a prime game for a reboot. I'm like, uh, <laughs> let's make a game called Exo Primal. Uh, I just feel like somebody at Capcom is just like, just like a, just, just some troll <laughs> just want to piss off fans of, of their older IPs that would, I'd, I'd say make a killing if remade just off sales alone. I mean, we're not even talking about the quality of the game, but just specifically talking about just the sales alone of a game that's been long dormant. That's related to resident evil, literally like the same resident evil, um, you know, uh, template, but with dinosaurs and considering the graphics we have today, Capcom's RE engine, which is stunning for a lot of its games, it's proven. And to just not do that, but do this exo primal instead is just, that's messed up, man. If it feels like Capcom's literally just giving a big middle finger to all the fans of Dino Crisis that would love to see it come back. I'd say I'd even, I'd even go as far to say if you are a fan of Resident Evil, you more than likely probably are a fan of Dino Crisis. You know, if you were playing, you know, PlayStation back in the day when, you know, this was a, it was a thing. (sighs) Just my God. Read, read the room, Capcom. How are you going to do that? Dinosaurs and Capcom can only equal Dino Crisis. This, this Exo Primal is not a proper equation. Then on top of that, it doesn't look that impressive. It might be the fact that I wanted this to be Dino Crisis, but it's not in that in of itself is putting me in a sour state. But I think even on its own merit, after looking at, looking back at it, I'm just not interested. I think it's just maybe more so the fact I want Dino Crisis, but and, th- and this is, seems to be an ongoing thing with Capcom. They are always like almost there, but they, no, <laughs> C- come on, no, no, no. Oh, you want Dino Crisis, Exo Primal? Here you go. It's like, oh, you want the Cove Veronica remake, RE4 remake? All right. Ugh. I just just uh just to be a fly in the room at like one of these Capcom meetings where they're discussing like, you know, maybe what to do with the next game or what the, what is the next project or whatever. But uh, really, really breaking my balls. Capcom really breaking it. They got dinosaurs pouring out. Capcom presents. It's gotta be dino crisis. No, it's exo primal. What are you talking about? Uh, it, it got Regina, who's a red-haired protagonist from Dino Christ in this game, but it's not Regina. It just it, it it feels so tone deaf. That's that's I think that's what's bothering me so much. That like, okay, if you're not gonna be like Dino Christ or whatever, why are you gonna have, of course, one of the most prolific characters associated with that game series? you know, be, be, uh, be very similar to that in this, uh, just thinking about it more really irks me now. The fact that like somebody didn't look at this 
and like, you know, just look at, I don't know, man. I mean, it looks kind of cool. I'm, I give it that, but it's like, I don't know this. I feel like it, at least like some extent during development, this must've been dino crisis attempt to be dino crisis at some point. Cause the similarities are like too damn, uh, too damn hard to ignore. It really are, especially like still kind of sticking with the aesthetic that was somewhat similar to dino crisis three in this, you know, futuristic jetpacky type, I don't know, universe. <sighs> it really hurts. I feel bad. Shout out the, the jaw muncher, man. One of the biggest uh, dino crisis fans out there that, uh, <laughs> it's funny. I felt more bad for him. <laughs> oh, who's been a, been a strong proponent for, uh, uh, bringing Dino Crisis back, and then like, I know him looking at this. Uh, oh, oh, Exofrite. What? What is? Oh man, read feedback, Capcom. Feedback. You should. You should take it. I mean, huh. it's just frustrating, man. It really is. It's 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 very frustrating that like. Just <laughs> watch this be like a teaser for, um, I can only think maybe there might be a teaser for dino crisis, maybe within this game or something. I don't know, but still, I think we would prefer dino crisis over this anyway, still, uh, hurts me to no end, but I've said my piece overall though. Uh, I'd say the state of play was uh pretty solid. A lot of games I definitely wanted to play. It definitely was Japanese uh, focused. There was a lot of, a lot of weird repeats of games we've already seen, which felt kind of detracted from the show. I mean, it's like, if you say we're going to have some, I mean, just say, I would assume you primarily show, I guess they technically did primarily show new stuff, but just weird to show stuff we've seen already within the show when we could already have done that ourselves. But I digress. Um, yeah, that and this whole exoprimal, well, I'm gonna call, I forgot. I, I need to refer to this game is not Dino Crisis because that's essentially what it was. Not Dino Crisis from Capcom, makers of Dino Crisis but not dino crisis. So, uh, that just saying that hurts my soul considering that like how much we've been asking one of the other games in, in, in Capcom's backlog that is definitely the most deserving of a remake outside of, you know, of course, like code Veronica is definitely dino crisis. Um, just, especially now that dinosaurs are making a comeback, like in the zeitgeist of everything, especially what with the new Jurassic park coming out, totally could have just got this hype going, you know, let's say Jurassic park comes out, uh, and then maybe like drop this game like a month or so after <sighs> Capcom, 
dropping the ball. Ugh. Frustrated, man. He really is. Capcom. Dino Crisis was right there. We don't want it. Ugh. It's, it's, it's infuriating. Really is. All in all, yeah. <laughs> After that disappointment, all in all, yeah, it was, it was all right. So, <sighs> that, that just hurts, man. It really does. Uh, moving on. <laughs> Still my codes. It's hard. It's hard doing all this at once. Um, the Evo 2022 uh, game lineup has been announced. Um, at least the lineup for this year. Uh, we got Street Fighter Five uh, Champion Edition. Probably likely its last appearance, considering that uh, we got the six announced. I would, I would assume it's probably going to be an, dropped by next year. So the last appearance in Street Fighter five also, I guess makes sense because now since PlayStation purchased Evo as well, um, guilty gear strive, uh, that's no surprise there considering the, uh, great online. Well, no, this actually is going to be offline. Okay. Yeah. It's going to be at the same spot, Mandalay Bay. Like it's always been. Wow. Yeah, I guess don't even have to factor in online anymore now, technically. So yeah, uh, Guilty Gear Strive or Street Fighter five, Guilty Gear Strive, Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate, uh, Tekken seven. Okay. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. All these look much better now without having to consider an online net code, uh, for some of these titles. Uh, King of Fighters 15 making his first appearance. Uh, Melty Blood, Melty Blood type Lumina. Uh, Dragon Ball Fighters or Fighter Z. I always, always get mixed up either way. Uh, I think it's Fighters. Dr Dragon Ball Fighters. Fighters. Uh, Grand Blue Fantasy Versus. And Skull Gores, <laughs> Skull Gores, where did that come from? <laughs> Skull Gores, uh, Skull Girls, second encore. Um, uh, all announced to be at uh, Evo 2022. Let me go ahead and <laughs> we'll go ahead and uh, try to get me do me an episode of made. Uh, if y'all, <laughs> if you don't know what that show is, I, I, I have none below for y'all, but. Made was, um, for those that don't know, was the, um, was funny, uh, MTV show back in the day. I say funny in some ways because basically you literally would say, I want to be made in something that's in most, most instances, very unrealistic to attain within a, uh, very tight time frame, which I think, I think the timeline was generally either a month or three months or something like that. I think. I think it was maybe a month, but either way, it was like, I want to be made into a bodybuilder. 
I want to be made into like a football player, cheerleader, whatever. Some obviously more attainable uh, within a short amount of time than others, but still, it's just the, <laughs> the as, a, as a high school kid, you know, growing up watching this show, I was like, man, maybe I could be made, made in the, at least in this case, made into a fighting game player, which I did try legitimately. I want to say in 2016, but that didn't, <laughs> that didn't pan out so well. Let's just, let's just say that. Um, but Hey, you know, Evo 2022, you know, what are you going to do? <laughs> that's, that's my personal slogan. Evo 2022. What are you going to do? All in all, I'm definitely looking forward to it. Um, one thing of note that I did forget to cover, uh, last week was that, uh, of one of the bigger notable things that was revealed was that, uh, smash is not making appearance at Evo 2022 this year. Probably one of the most iconic games associated with evil. I'd say, um, whether it be melee or ultimate, I'd say <laughs> probably melee since that's even like in some cases withstood, uh, ultimate, at least having the full blown, um, theatrical kind of event type deal, uh, you know, save for prime time when it comes to viewing Evo. But, uh, yeah. So at least the statement from Evo themselves, um, please join us March 8th, blah, blah, blah for the, the Evo 2022 announcement show, which already transpired while we're thankful for all the amazing games joining us later this year in Las Vegas. We want to shut this down right now. Temper them expectations because we want, <laughs> I'm paraphrasing, obviously we want to let you know in advance that super smash brothers will not be making a return appearance. Um, since 2007, we've been, we've seen historic smash brothers moments created at Evo's events. We are saddened that Nintendo has chosen not to continue that legacy with us this year. In the future, we hope to once again celebrate the Super Smash Brothers community alongside them. So clearly that statement obviously just puts throws Nintendo under the bus pretty much that like but at the same time, it's like Nintendo going Nintendo anyway. So it's like not really a surprise Nintendo would pull something like this. I mean, I think it's a lot of speculation that considering that uh, PlayStation bought Evo, um, that I think maybe that possibly factored into um, Nintendo pulling, pulling out of this event now. And I believe they also are creating their own special event around smash brothers or something like that too. So I don't know, but it, I feel like it definitely seems like this is more on Nintendo's end rather than PlayStation or evil in of themselves, considering how iffy and finicky Nintendo's been in the past regarding evil as well in terms of just the, the, the wish washiness of evil and at least the apparent like difficulties like Nintendo uh, has generally been, been, you know, putting on people. I think that even hold an event for smash and things like that. So what can you say, but <laughs> put your Nintendo go Nintendo. That's all you can Nintendo go Nintendo. Unfortunately, kind of, kind of sad to see it, to be honest. 
I've definitely always associated uh, Smash with Evo as well. So kind of uh, unfortunate, kind of sad. Uh, I'm curious to see what what is their substitute for this because I don't see them just pulling it, just pulling uh, their game from Evo, but not having anything as a substitute. Or maybe I, I they seem like they would be bold enough to do it, but like, you know, come to come to our event at the same time, uh, prime time to watch instead of Evo or something like that. I would not be surprised considering Nintendo would um, uh, try and do something like that. Not be surprised the least bit. So, all in all, I mean, uh, at least with the unfortunate news of uh, Smash not coming back. It is good to to see that um, at least some very solid games are making a return for like who knows the umpteenth time. Uh, at least my favorite, of course, to always spec- spectate that I've generally gravitates gravitates towards is uh, Tekken Tekken Seven. So I can't wait for some uh, as uh, what Tasty Steve would say uh, some good ass Tekken. <laughs> Doing my little voice. Some good ass Tekken. <laughs> <laughs> so, ah, uh, looking forward to it. Looking all the just just to see all the nasty, disgusting combos that I can I can only do if I if I just get lucky once. <laughs> so, um, looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. Um, yeah. With that being said, let's move on. Uh, next topic of discussion. Uh, Overwatch 2. Uh, just today, we got a, a community update um, with uh, Aaron Keller, who's the now uh, director of Overwatch since uh, Jeff Kaplan left a while back, it feels like now, but uh, we actually yeah got a got an update. You know, <laughs> he's like, guys, we've heard you. We've uh we've not been we've not been giving you any updates at all. We we messed up. So uh actually we're changing our plan. So essentially what they did at least say to kind of paraphrase the update, um they are at least their main goal is try to get Overwatch two to the players as soon as possible, um, you know, reasonably, uh, which, um, I think the PVE aspect has been factored into that because I believe the initial plan was to have overwatch to, uh, release with the PVE content as well. But from what they said in the video that they're splitting that up, that they're trying to focus on the multiplayer first and start rolling that out, getting people to test it. And then like down the line, they're going to uh, drop the uh, PVE content uh, a bit after that. So, which is totally understandable. I mean, Overwatch has always been multiplayer focused. I mean, that's always been the main thing for the game. So I think most people collectively will understand that, like, you know, that's literally <laughs> what the this game is built on just the multiplayer. Um, and it's I think a lot of people understand that having that PVE take a backseat will be totally understandable if that means us getting to play the multiplayer faster, which 
by fast, uh, <laughs> by fast, it's uh, pretty much it means this April, which they announced that there is going to be a PVP beta, <laughs> PVP, PVP beta uh, drop in late April, where uh, players will be able to try the new five on five mode, uh, which is a drastic change. I think it doesn't seem that drastic, but I think in the grand scheme of things, feels pretty, pretty uh, drastic from the standard 6v6 uh, play. Um, the new Hero Sojourn that we saw in trailers, uh, four new maps, uh, the new mode push, uh, hero rework. So I, at least uh, from my understanding, like a massive retooling and, you know, um, re-envisioning of uh, the characters uh, dynamics in terms of what we used to know from the previous game, Orisa, Doomfist, Bastion, and Sombra getting a uh, big changes. Um, and then the new ping system, which is like, <laughs> it's crazy how influential certain games, certain mechanics have directly influenced others. So clearly, uh, inspired by, uh, apex legends, the new ping system, which is basically a non, <laughs> nonverbal way of more effective communication for, you know, people who don't prefer to talk or, uh, get in the team chat, game chat, whatever. So I'm digging it. I'm definitely going to try to, I'm gonna try to get in that beta, but I tried to get in earlier, but, uh, it, <laughs> it clearly the man, them service was flooded. That, that site mostly got DDoSed or something because of just the crazy amount of people trying to get in the beta, uh, which is kind of good though. It's good to see that there's still uh genuine interest for overwatch. I think the overwatch fan base is still pretty thriving, pretty, uh, pretty lively. I think oh, with the, you know, um, downside of, you know, uh, which I think has killed some morale for the game, which is the lack of updates. Uh, since I've never necessarily heard too many drastic, big new changes to the game since they were starting development on Overwatch 2. So, yeah, I'm digging it. I'm trying to see if I can get in. I'm not sure. I think it's only PC. Uh, first mainstream closed beta will be in April for PC players with an open beta later this year for console and PC, PC players. So, yeah, mainstream beta, at least the first wave beta is going to be for PC only and then open to console and PC later. So cool. I'm digging it. Finally. Yeah, that game has been in development for too long. So it's good to see them, uh, you know, realizing that <laughs> it's funny how that changed after, uh, they got bought by uh, Microsoft. I doubt there's any correlation, but I just find that very funny, funny timing, if anything. So, uh, moving on. Um, God of War, uh, the game we all know. Um, you know, uh, very grotesque, gratuitous violence. There's some sex in there, you know, uh, Kratos, <laughs> Kratos touch of titties. It's, it's, it's the norm, you know, well, we getting that in TV series form. <laughs> so, uh, at least Amazon prime video is in talks with, uh, the God of war, uh, series to, uh, make a series essentially. Um, so 
they are in the talks of making a God of War TV series, which very curious to see what that looks like. They don't give us any, yeah, they're at least say they're in negotiations to, um, for a live action TV series based on the God of War series. Uh, the, the series adaptation comes from expands creators, executive producers, Mark Fergus and Hawk Otsby and the wheel of time executive showrunner producer, Roth Judkins, uh, as well as of course, Sony pictures, television and PlayStation productions. Um, Hmm. Yeah. I think, I think yeah, with this series it's all going to come down to the casting. Uh, I think the big talk in town is who would be, uh, who would be the ideal Kratos for this series. Um, I think, I think an obvious choice would be the rock. I mean, he's had experience playing like, um, mythological characters as well. I would, I can only think of that. Um, who else? This is super random, but, uh, I think, uh, that one dude from a uh, game of Thrones, uh, the Sully guy, the, the light skinned dude that I think he's a rapper in real life, a UK rapper or something. And he was, uh, I think he's the, the is it the sullied where, you know, they, his thing, his thing is cut off, but that's not even, <laughs> that's not even relevant. <laughs> That is not, has no relevance to what, (laughs) no relevance to at all to what this, oh man, (laughs) it's not relevant at all. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) oh, that took me out. This is no relevance whatsoever, but I just had to, I had to put it out there. Um, I think he, if he probably bulked up a bit more. I think he would, he would make a good Kratos. He's got that. I think he's got that in him. Who else? Who else? Damn it. Ah, it's hard to, I mean, I guess somebody who we, we haven't seen before. Um, yeah, I don't know. Kratos, the God of War. <laughs> I know I'm thinking all of only thinking wrestlers pretty much. Uh, Goldberg. I mean, he seems like he he would he could make a good Kratos. Um, who else? Uh, maybe Batista. I mean, he he could he might be able to swing it. I know he's trying to be with the Gears of War. <laughs> That'd be funny as hell. If he actually got a TV series with Gears of War as well as God of War, that'd be that'd be freaking hilarious. But yeah, that those would be those would be my my picks. But uh, it's hard to visualize it, considering we haven't, you know, just seeing them in costume or whatever, with the white paint or whatever ash. That's really gonna do it. I don't know. I feel like they got, he's got to be black. I guess that's not, I mean, considering all adaptations now, that's not, 
necessarily a requirement, but I don't know. Yeah. And then we don't know what is the, what, where, where is this going to, you know, take place in terms of if this is going to be based off of the 2019 God of War reboot or reboot slash sequel or the previous like Greek mythology God of War uh, trilogy. So that also factors into, I think, of course, cause you know, with the, who would be the boy and that <laughs> they should put, um, <laughs> I don't know what I'm thinking of Ed Sheeran as a uh, Ed Sheeran as boy. I don't, uh, that doesn't make sense at all. He's old. He's a grown man. Just put, put Tom Holland as boy. I mean, he's, he's acting young everywhere. And at this point in his mind as well, he just be boy. <laughs> I digress. Um, just very curious. I think it's definitely all going to come down to the casting, of course, the writing and what in the timeline, what is this going to, are you, were we going to start from one and go up or what, how is that going to work? So I guess only time will tell. And, uh, with that being said, that concludes what, uh, well, the news you know, it's concluded. We concluded, <laughs> concluded the news. I am not stalling because I forgot to put my time codes in. I'm not doing it at all. I don't think I'm doing it. Am I? Maybe I am. I don't know. Could I, or could I not? That's for, uh, it's for you to decide, you know, who am I to tell you that I'm, uh, I'm stalling, which I am. <laughs> so, uh, let's talk about, uh, what I've been playing, which has been Elden Ring. Of course, I think I'm like, I'm about a uh, 40. I'm coming on 40 hours so far. It is, it is still mind blowing to me that like how much, I guess, uh, square footage within this game there is and it feels like I've, I've, I'm 40 hours in, I still feel like I barely scratched the surface of this game, which is, that is still crazy to me. It still, it still feels like it's so much. I, I still need to explore, haven't explored, um, want to explore of course. And, uh, I'm really loving it really loving it. Just the whole exploration factor that generally hasn't really been in uh souls games. Uh, I guess they, I can't say that it has been to a much more limited extent compared to this game, which is way more open world, um, than, you know, the more linear like games. So, ah, it's so good. Uh, and then I still can't get over the graphics playing on a, max settings and on PC and it's just beautiful. It is so beautiful. I'm just, I'm just always in awe by, especially coming to new environments and really enjoying all the new scenery and just the dynamics, the miscellaneous characters and animals frolicking around in a very realistic manner. Oh, so good. So good. Um, what else? 
Uh, I finally got the uh, the gut sword, the ridiculously big ass sword that just makes everything more fun. Um, that's uh, <laughs> that's that's literally my rule with every Souls game uh, that has it. Uh, I guess uh, Sans, uh, Bloodborne, and Sekiro. Uh, but that's that's the that's the rule for me. If <laughs> it don't matter where I'm at in the in the game in terms of if I can even wield the damn thing properly, you better believe I'm about to I'm about to put I'm about to I'm about to use that damn big ass sword I can't even use. You better believe until I can, until I can, just like guts, you know. Uh Miyazaki a real one for always always keeping that berserk sword in there just just keep it in there I'm a sucker for some <laughs> this might sound wrong I'm a sucker for some big swords okay uh, I said it I said it anytime I see it <laughs> anytime I see a big sword I'm going after it <laughs> I, could totally, I could totally be taken out of context please do not <sighs> clip this out of context because man that would be uh not great. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um yeah, man. Uh this game is great. And then it's the I do really like uh I, I think the, the the Souls games previously taught me this definitely, but I do like my which do I say restrain or uh I guess reservations. For me to, how do I say it? For me to, um, instantly, I think I might have alluded to this before, but me to instantly identify boss fights where I'm like, mm, this feels too tough, and then just bail, and then go go try to find somewhere else where I am at a decent level, and the boss is beatable at the end, which um, I really like how this game. Uh, but again, I think this goes caters to the previous games in the series that kind of taught me that where, you know, they don't explicitly tell you this is how you should play. You should go to each location and each location is generally catered towards a specific level you are. But that essentially is kind of the um, expect. Well, not oh, I can't even say expectation because some people can do that. Well, I think it depends on your build as well. I think uh, mages and magic people and like uh, ranged people uh, generally always are able to play this game uh, and have a much easier time than melee builds um, of any sort when you have to get close and have to time dodges and and blocking and stuff like that way more and it's more uh, more important and detrimental to your, you surviving basically. So that's always been a factor, but I, I just do love the, just the exploration, man. They really get exploration, right? You know, being rewarded for your curiosity, going to places like, Hmm, wonder if I go here. Uh, and then sure enough, uh, I at least find something. I find like something very valuable, some important item, a weapon, or I find like a whole dungeon, I can, you know, dungeon crawl a bit and, you know, beat the boss and get a good amount of souls and things like that. So, um, 
hey, it's a Souls game yet again. Um, but I definitely feel it definitely feels uh, much easier in a lot of aspects, at least specifically, like I think I mentioned the the Statues of America, um, which I feel like they aren't where I would like them to be. But I mean, maybe again, that's kind of going back to it being a difficult game where I feel like in the places where it will be very great to have it, they're not there. And then in other areas where it's like, I guess you put this there. And then of course, maybe like a 5% of the time they're in like a perfect spot where like, yeah, this is, this makes sense to put this here. So, um, it's great, man. Again, (laughs) 40 hours into this game. And I feel like I still have not scratched the surface, which is so crazy to me how they, they can put so much of this in, ah, this, the, these four years, they was putting in some work, man. That's for sure. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really, really enjoying it. Uh, loving, loving the expiration. They really got that down and yeah, just, it's, it's so crazy how, how much exploration and a souls game, like just gels together that I did. I, to the point, I didn't think it, it did not seem like it would gel to, together, but it really does. And, uh, and I never, I've never considered like, man, I think I really want to play this again. Uh, you know, while I'm playing it, <laughs> if that makes sense. Cause I am very tempted. We'll see at the end though. Cause I mean, I'm hearing like 80, a hundred hours. If you do everything, which I, that's what I plan to do at least do everything I possibly can. And, uh, you know, the fun, fun, uh, fun aspect of progression, you know, like getting your ass beat by this boss. You're like, you know what? I'm a, I'm gonna take my L I'm gonna come back when I'm stronger and then actually coming back stronger and actually defeating the boss. Ah, still getting that dopamine, still getting it, still getting them hits. That's for sure. So, um, surprise elder ring is still great. So, um, yeah, again, yeah, it's hard. Mm. I don't know. I kind of go back and forth on if, if a non souls fan would coming into this would, uh, enjoy it. But I think, I think based on the, the exploration elements alone, I don't know. I feel like they might get some enjoyment out of it. And then also like at least playing more with the horse horse combat actually is beneficial in a lot of fights too, where it seems to be implied that you should use a horse. Um, (laughs) And then of course there's a lot of, uh, found a lot of, uh, a fair amount of cheese and techniques, uh, and strategies, especially with the big sword. Uh, the big sword definitely stuns in uh, a lot of situations and doing that big damage. I, uh, got, got ranked up my sword to, uh, at least last month, check plus 11, still trying to find these damn chunks. Cause I want to be stronger. I just want to be strong. I want to, just decimate, just want to just obliterate everything in my path. Um, so I want to be like guts. I think I, <laughs> I just put it together. I think I found armor. That's also very, uh, seems like a, um, 
owed to the Berserk series too. So I think it's always, it's, it's not been a, a, um, I guess unknown thing of the, uh, numerous references to Berserk in, in, um, the, from software's games too. So, and I love it. I love it for it. I really do. Huh. Elden Ring is good. That's all I have to say. Um, I'm gushing. I mean, I'm, I'm a gush. I'm a gush about Elden Ring because it's good. It's good. It may not be for everybody, but you know what? That's okay. It might be for me. <laughs> um, Yeah, that's literally all I've been playing uh, and enjoying don't get it twisted. Cool. That so that being said, let's get into what I've been watching real quick. All right. Uh Shenmu been playing uh <laughs> I guess I said Shenmu my own like, oh yeah, that's a game. Uh, watching Shinmu, uh, the series, I think I talked about it previously, but, um, a joint venture between Adult Swim and Crunchyroll, um, bringing Shenmu, uh, to the animated form. So it seems to be sticking pretty true to the first game's events. And it seems to be going into two, uh, and probably doing two for season two, if there ever is one. But uh, yeah, I am really digging Shenmue. I really am really enjoying it. Love all the references to the game. If you played the game, uh, like I mentioned before, um, it's at this moment where there, I think Lon D realizes the mirror is in Hong Kong and he already went left for Hong Kong. And now Rio has to find out, find out, uh, figure out a way to get to Hong Kong as well to try to beat him. And, uh, you know, so that's, that's been a, uh, fun ride. I'd say, you know, it, it feels very close and yeah, definitely faithful to the events of the game that I recall. So I recommend it. You have, you have no excuses on Crunchyroll as well as, uh, Adult Swim. So what, uh, whatever, what, what excuse do you have? None, none at all. So get on it, you know, uh, also, <laughs> I don't know. I feel guilty every time I talk about it, but, uh, the walking dead, I am, uh, shamelessly still watching. I, I mean, with to its merit, it has actually been pretty decent these past few episodes so far. Uh, they definitely been mixing stuff up, especially I think, uh, what's been saving them a lot is doing the time skips um, you know, uh, for these certain episodes. So I think that's definitely added to more mystery as well as, I guess, distraction in terms of like, you know, the plot getting stale or whatever. But, um, this episode was definitely interesting. Uh, it was, a uh, I guess spoilers for this latest episode, but, uh, Eugene, um, who's with the girl that got him to come to this, come to this, um, what do you call it? Settlement? I guess settlement or uh, commonwealth. Um, 
you know, had a really good night, wake up in the mornings. Like they, I, I, I believe they say, I love you for the first time. And then sure enough, shortly after that, uh, she goes missing. And then Eugene puts his, uh, you know, detective hat on, tries to find out what happened. Come to find out towards the end of the episode. It was all a lie. It was all a ploy to, um, uh, basically rope Eugene and his, uh, the, uh, his, you know, crew into their, um, their, their crew, uh, of the Commonwealth to rope them in and, you know, basically get them in and involved. And then she just straight, just ignored, ignored them. Like they never had anything. And I'm like, damn, uh, I felt for him. I, I, I can understand where, you know, just always being an outcast, not being loved enough and then getting into that situation. And, uh, you know, just, <laughs> this was never a thing. This was just a ploy to get you to, uh, come to come be with us uh, in our community. It's just the deception, the deception thought they were going to kill him right then and there, but he's like, no, <laughs> you could tell them they are. What it, what, what, you lied to us too. So what you, and I was like, damn, you right. It's a good point. It was a good point. You, you making some, you making some good points that that's always the good villains too. It's like, damn, you right. Where it's always that perspective, that whole matter perspective where it's like, if, if we, we did follow these people in the same way we followed the cast of the walking dead, the original cast, like would, we would probably see them as evil too. So, uh, perspective is funny, man. It really is. So, I mean, I think that alone, I think was really, really interesting to see with this, uh, this episode and see how things happen now, (laughs) now that the secrets out that they've been deceived to come to this, uh, this, uh, community and like what now, now like the cats out of the bag, but then it's like they evened it out because they lied about their whereabouts and their people too. So (sighs) I don't know. I don't know. I don't, it's weird. I don't know how I feel about it because it's like he making some legit points. It's like, I do, you have a good point, but, uh, you're, I'm taught to, to, to see you as the enemy now because you deceived us, but we technically deceived you. So, ah, gotta love it. Gotta love it. Hey, it's got walking dead's got some fighter in him. It's got, it's got some fire left. I'll say. Outside of that, it's pretty much been it. So, um, yeah, with that being said, I think that'll conclude, uh, this episode switch your sites podcast. Um, if you, uh, liked, enjoyed this podcast, feel free to like, rate, and subscribe on your various podcasting video platforms. Uh, you can catch me record this podcast live on Thursday evenings on Twitch TV slash a switch. You can also catch this podcast, uh, an archive form on youtube.com slash a switch as well. Um, with all that being said, yeah, I think that'll do it uh, until next time. Y'all, um, Elden ring. Elden Ring wife. Um, <laughs> feel free to fuck. Uh, get your damn game on. Oh, yeah.
Yeah. Nobody's safe.